Hebrews chapter 11. I will not take time to do it as Sister Mian's already done a great job, but I will just echo what she has already said. It's wonderful to have our visitors here with us, our guests. Please make yourselves at home. It's wonderful to have Sister Gutsmore with us again. Hallelujah. It's always a pleasure having her, and, and praise God, we miss her greatly. And we talk about it. You know, I'm amazed at how much we talk about Sister Gutsmore when she's not here. And it's behind her back, but it's all positive, I promise. Hallelujah. Um, praise the Lord. And then I also want to say, just send out a special thank you again to our department heads and our leaders. Last week, we honored our volunteers. We're so thankful for them. This week, we honored our department heads. Next week, it'll be about pastor appreciation. I'm thankful I don't have to preach my own pastor appreciation service. My father will be coming from Fort Pierce to preach that service. It's going to be a great time in the Holy Ghost, but we do want to make sure. And that gift is so tiny. The gifts we got to the volunteers, in my opinion, it's just the bare minimum, just what we were able to do right now. We want to do so much more for you. And I hope that this month you understand how much we appreciate each and every one of you. And these are not tears of sorrow or anything like that, but appreciation. I know I say it often, but I remember what it was like without having you. I want to go back to that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Having you here has greatly benefited this church and Sister Meehan and I. Uh, we used to have, you know, 900 hats. Now we only have about 100, but we've handed off a good 400 hats now, you know, to different people in the church. And I just want to say thank you, thank you for stepping out and letting God use you. Just one short passage of Scripture here today, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'd like to read this in the New Living Translation. It just opens it up a little bit, the understanding to it. But in the New Living Translation, it says it like this. Faith shows the reality, everybody say reality, of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things that we cannot see. Praise the Lord. I know I've preached on faith recently. Uh, honestly, if I didn't feel confident that this was the word of the Lord for today, I wouldn't be preaching this. But I spent time in prayer this morning, and this is where God led me. I believe fully this is what God wants us to talk about today. I'm going to preach to you on the dimension of faith. The dimension of faith. Can we go to the Lord right now and ask that he speak to us? that he would encourage us, that he would lift up our faith and help us to understand his plan and will for our lives. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful that you've already just blessed us with your presence and your anointing. We thank you so much, Lord God, for the power of the Holy Ghost that we feel in this house. And though I know there's several here today, Lord, who are tired because of work this week and, and worn out, maybe they're feeling a little ill or sick or whatever it may be, but Lord God, I thank you that you are always faithful and that, God, you always come through for us. And we pray that in this sermon you will do it again. Pour out revelation, Lord God. Pour out understanding. Pour out encouragement in this place that, Lord God, our faith may be lifted. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody shout amen. 
God bless you. You may be seated. Here today, I'd like to talk to you about the reality, a different reality than that which you can see with the physical eye. A dimension, not this dimension of the physical flesh and carnality, but a dimension of faith. Today, I'm not even speaking to you about this dimension of the Spirit. That is a whole nother thing entirely. But I'd like to talk to you specifically about this reality of faith, the dimension of faith that every person walks to, walks through at some level. I know you probably didn't realize that. Maybe today you didn't realize that you actually have been walking in the dimension of faith but every day we all exercise faith. Now, faith in God, I hope, but not even in faith in God. Do you know you exercise faith every time you close your eyes to sleep at night? You have a faith that your alarm clock is going to go off and you're not going to be late for work, right? Don't we put a lot of faith in that alarm clock, praise God? Hallelujah. And then, God forbid, you too tired and you set it for p.m. instead of a.m., right? And then it's like your whole faith structure collapses right in front of you. Praise God. We exercise faith. We walk in a dimension of faith every time we set that alarm clock. When you're driving down the road, you are exercising your faith because you believe that the car next to you is going to stay in their lane. You have faith that if I drive through this green light, nobody is going to run the red light. Now, what is this dimension of faith? The dimension of faith is action without seeing it first. It's doing something or believing something without first having it in our hands. The dimension of faith it is an uh, act of faith that says, I believe because of my past experiences that this particular thing is going to happen. We act cons- constantly in this faith. It exists in the realm of faith before it exists in the realm of the physical. Before that alarm clock ever went off, it already went off in the realm of faith. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Before you drove through that green light, you already believed in the realm of faith that they were not going to run their red light. It existed in the realm of faith before you ever stepped into the physical And we've built these ideas, this understanding of faith based on our experiences. For we knew that if we set the alarm clock, it's going to go off because it's happened before, right? And we've been experienced at driving. You remember the first time you drove and you were so nervous and you were afraid because you weren't sure if the other people were going to obey the traffic laws or not? Then you got a little bit more confident 
and you were able to exercise a little bit more faith in your and their driving ability, then you got a car accident and it ruined all that. (laughs) Praise God. You see, it's because experience is what teaches us to live in that dimension of faith. And oh, let me tell you something, if experience can teach us how to live in faith because of how consistent our alarm clock is, how much more can we have faith in Jesus Christ who has consistently come through for us, consistently answered our prayers, consistently healed our body. We've got evidence in the word of God that he is consistently working on the behalf of the believer. Yeah, that's why I can have faith. And I can walk in the dimension of faith. It's because God has proven that he's good. God has proven that he's powerful. God has proven that he's capable. If you believe that today, would you rejoice in the Lord for a moment? My God has come through for me so many times, even in moments that I didn't realize it was him until much later on. That's why today, when I'm struggling, well, hallelujah, when, I, when things aren't going my way, when I have a hard time, when I lose my job, or I lose a loved one, or whatever it may be, I can still walk in the dimension of faith, not because things are good right now, but because I have experienced the goodness of God. And hallelujah, right now, things might be tough, but I know that God God's going to come through because he's done it over and over and over again. Anybody experience the power of God in your life? Praise God. Hebrews 11 and 1 in the New Living Translation, if you could throw that back up, says faith shows the reality. It's not the reality that we're used to. It's a whole nother dimension. It exists right here, right now. Yes, it is in our own imagination. It is that dimension of faith where you can see things before it happens. It's hoped for. Hallelujah. And it is the evidence of things we cannot see. Oh, I praise God. I think that this this morning in the prayer room, I just kept praying and saying, God, help them to see in the dimension of faith. Help them not just to see what's happening in the physical. And help them not just to see what's happening in the spiritual, but help them to see what's happening in the potential. Oh, praise God. That was pretty good. Why don't you clap your hands for that? That's a, this is a post-worship. Praise God, because listen, the potential of what God is able to do in this place is greater than what you can see with your eyes or feel in the spirit. The potential in the dimension of faith is greater than you can even imagine or think. Come on now. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a faith that sees it before it comes. A faith that sees people in the chairs before they hear. A faith that prays people through to the Holy Ghost before they even come. 
come down to the altar. I'm talking about a dimension of faith that is a step beyond what we see here today. Oh, Praise God. That's what faith is all about. It's not, well, God came through for me, now I believe. It's I believe, therefore God will come through for me. <laughs> Praise God. We often get it backwards. God, if you'll work for me, I'll live for you. He says, live for me, and I'll work for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord, Romans 8, 24. We know that faith is essential to salvation, amen? For we are saved by hope. Hope and faith are synonymous to each other. We can break down the differences. I've done that in other lessons. I won't worry about that. But hope is that reality of faith that it's talking about. He says, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for it? Can I tell you right here in this place, there are things in the dimension of faith that you cannot see with your physical eye. And, and you know, even if today this place was filled and every one of these chairs were packed with people, there would still be more chairs and people in the dimension of faith. Why? Because we're not just wanting to fill these chairs. We want to fill this building. And we don't just want to fill this building. We want to see all of Stewart, Martin County, poor St. Lucie, Jupiter, hallelujah. We want to see Jensenby, all of them come to the fullness of the faith and to receive a blessing from God. Hallelujah. So in the dimension of faith, it always goes a step further. It's always beyond what we can see. Because if we can see it, it's no longer a part of the dimension of all oh, somebody needs to today needs to see in the dimension of faith and say, I believe again that God is able. I believe God's able to heal. I believe, even if I can't see it, I believe God's able to bless. I believe God's able to save. I believe God's able to set free. Oh, praise God. Would you praise him for a moment? Not because of what you see, but because of the potential of what God's able to do for you. Come on, how about we stand to our feet, take a moment, and praise him for what you see in the, in the realm of faith. Hallelujah. Oh,
I believe somebody has the translation of that. Hallelujah. If you feel a word from the Lord, won't you go ahead and speak it? Let the gifts of the Spirit work today. Hallelujah. We've been learning about the gifts of the Spirit in our life groups. What just happened right there, just so you who've been coming, you know that right there was a diverse kinds of tongue. You notice the hush that came over the building. Hallelujah. As the Spirit of God began to work through me to speak in tongues, always following the diverse kinds of tongues is the interpretation of tongues. When you hear that, you should automatically open up your heart and your mind and say, Jesus, if it's me you want to use, you use me. And I'm not going to ask anybody to do that today, but just so that you can learn. When that happens, you say, God, speak through me. If you will give me a word, I will speak it and exercise that faith today. Praise God. Hallelujah. That was just a short little, you know, a side road, praise the Lord. But wasn't that blessed of God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 8, 24. Let's read this again. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for it? Verse 25. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience Wait for it. There's times when you have to walk in the dimension of faith with patience. Oh, this isn't even a part of what I plan on talking about, but I feel the Holy Ghost here. Sometimes you have to walk in what you cannot see with your physical eyes, but you can see in the reality of your faith. And have patience for it. Sometimes it doesn't happen immediately. Sometimes it doesn't happen quickly. There's people who sometimes have to believe for years. But if you can keep that dimension of faith, you can continue to believe and walk in that faith. This is the assurance we have. That he will perform it. And he will do what he says. Oh, hallelujah. He's going to do it. Do you believe that still today? He's going to do it. However, when we're walking with patience in that dimension of faith, that does not mean we do so without work. James chapter 2 verse 17 tells us, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. We can sit around and talk about faith and say, well, I believe God's going to bring in souls and we're going to see people set free and delivered from drug addiction. And then we go and sit in our house. That's not faith. Because if it is faith, it's dead faith. Faith alive a vision that is alive, it inspires me to step out and to act as if it is. 
So if God has inspired me, encouraged me, and given me a vision to see my neighbor saved, then I don't just sit in my house and say, I believe. No, but I step outside my front door. I walk around, not on their property, not on their grass. People don't like that. But you walk on the road over to their house. You knock on the door, and you invite them to church. You put work behind your faith. Anybody know what I'm talking about here today? Why? Because, yay, verse 18, a man may say thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. In other words, talk is cheap. And and yes, I, I recognize there's things that we cannot accomplish. Only God can do it. But we can work towards that goal. Hallelujah. And if we believe that God's going to set us free, then let's not just sit around and say, oh, God, deliver me. No, let's take steps in order to get that thing out of our lives. Let's take steps. Let's remove it from our home. Let's make ourselves accountable to people because faith without works is dead. I don't just sit back and wait until God does it. I have to work for it. I know I've told this story recently of a man who was praying, God, I need money. Bring me funds. Swint and sat on his porch. Said, God, I'm going to sit here until you bring me money. I need funds. He was a preacher. He needed funds to pay his bills. Up comes a man, one of his neighbors. Said, hey, I just saw you sitting over here. I need help over here with my grass. It needs to be mowed. Can you come mow it for me? I'll pay you. He said, nope. I'm waiting on God to bring me funds. <laughs> and then another neighbor came by. Hey, I saw you just sitting over here. I'm painting my house. Any way you could come help me paint my house? Nope. I'm waiting on God. And then the sun came down, and he started saying, God, I thought you were going to bring me money. I had faith that you were going to provide me with the funds that I need. And God spoke to him and said, I did twice. And you ignored it. Sometimes we want God to do all the work. And he says, listen, I'll do the work, but I need you to walk in that dimension of faith as if it is. Don't just sit back, but let me do a work in your life. Hallelujah. Today, if we envision souls in this place, we cannot just sit back and say, well, God will bring them. We have to buy into that vision and say, if this is God's will, and if I believe God's going to do it, then I need to go out there and I need to bring people in and I need to preach the gospel and I need to tell people about what God is doing at HPPC. Hallelujah. Because that is applying works with my faith. Oh, I need somebody to buy into this right now. If you truly believe in that which God has given you, then you need to work for it. This is a word from 
from God for somebody. If God's promised you healing, then here's what you need to do. You need to start getting healthy today and believing that God's going to provide that healing. If God's promised you funds, you need to start working today and believing that God's going to provide the funds. Hallelujah. We don't just sit back. No, we walk in the dimension of faith and we walk through that land and say, I know God's going to do it. Somebody needs to take a stroll in the dimension of faith. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to take a stroll in the reality of faith and say, you know what? I believe this is going to happen. Hallelujah. This is going to happen. The Bible is very clear. God will not be mocked. He considers it a mockery that we would expect to reap where we have not sown. I feel the Holy Ghost today. He considers it mockery that we would expect for him to fulfill prayers that we've not actually worked to try to accomplish ourselves. Galatians 6 and 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. We say we want deliverance, but we continue in the same stuff. That's not sowing what we desire to reap. If you can see it in the realm of faith, then you must sow into the realm of faith. Praise God. See, a minute ago, everybody was hooting and hollering and we were having fun. Now we're getting real. Praise God. He will not be mocked. You're going to get that which you invest in. Verse 8, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. In other words, my patience means I continue to work until God does it. If I don't faint in the sowing, God will allow me to reap what it is that I see in the realm of faith. Come on now. Hallelujah. We talked about having patience. We also talked about having work. Now let's combine them. If I sow into the realm of faith and I sow into what God has told me and called me to, I will not be disappointed because I will reap if I faint not. I just want to encourage somebody today. Keep going. Keep going to church. Keep reading your Bible. Keep praying to the Lord. Invest in your spiritual walk with God and you will see the victory. You will be an overcomer if you just keep sowing and sowing into the Spirit and sowing to the good things of God. You will reap. If you believe that, would you clap your hands? Would you rejoice in the Lord? I believe in Lord God. I believe it. Because... By faith, Noah built the boat. He didn't just say, well, God, I believe. 
you're going to save me from the rain. God told him I was gonna, he was going to save his family, that everybody else would be destroyed. He didn't just sit back and say, okay, I believe. I believe, God. I have patience. No. He says, if you believe, then by faith, build a boat contrary to what you see. Don't wait until you see to start building. Because when the rains come, it's already too late. Don't wait until it's too late to start investing in your walk with God. Don't wait until it's too late before you start saying, you know what, now I'm going to be a preacher. If God's called you and anointed you, there's no greater time than right now. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. I know it's quiet, but I know God's, I'm in the spirit. Praise God for by faith, Noah built the boat. By faith, Abraham left the city he was well acquainted with and he lived when because God said he would take him to a place which he knew not of. I don't even know where this is going to take me. I don't know where this is going to lead me, but I'm going to walk by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 tells us this. I know this is, I know you all are so much more advanced. This is year, light years, you're light years beyond all this. But oh, if we could grab a hold of this again. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Every day I go to prayer by faith because I believe that God hears me. And God's going to answer my prayers. Oh, hallelujah. By faith, I witness to people. Not because it's obvious that they're going to come to the Lord, but because I believe they're going to come to the Lord. By faith, I go to church because I believe God's going to do something in my walk with God. By faith, I work in the ministry. Not because it's obvious that God's greatly anointed me or anything like that, but because I believe, I see in the dimension of faith what is not there already. So I'm willing to leave my home behind and I'm willing to leave my comfort zone. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm willing to leave what I've always known. And walk in the unknown. Why? Because when I walk in the unknown, that's me walking in the dimension of faith. And it's only when we step out and walk in the unknown that we'll find our faith accomplished. And God's going to make it happen right here. Do you believe that here today? Hallelujah. He's going to do it right here. He's going to do it for us. Hebrews eleven thirteen. These, Hebrews 11 is filled with the hall of faith is what we call it. It starts with Abel. It goes through Noah and Abraham and many other characters I didn't have time to mention. 
Then it concludes here with this. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. It doesn't mean in distance. It means in a place that they could not perceive with their eyes, their physical eyes. They could see in a dimension that was not their present reality. And what they saw in the vision that was not the present reality, but in the dimension of faith, they were persuaded of those things. Are you persuaded today? Are you persuaded that God's going to accomplish that which he has spoken to you? Are you persuaded that God's going to use you in the ministry? Are you persuaded that God's going to make you an overcomer over your sin? Are you persuaded that you're going to make it to heaven? Come on, we can't just have a vision into the the realm of faith, but we got to be persuaded, and we have to embrace them. Hallelujah. We've got to take them on like they are our own. Oh, praise God. They confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. What that means is they said, I look around my present reality and I refuse to call it my home. And some they said, well, pastor, you know, that's, that's mental. People in the mental hospital talk about things that aren't actually there. I'm not talking about seeing pink bunnies or anything. I'm talking about seeing in the realm of faith and saying, you know what, this reality here, this is the lie. It's my faith that is the truth. And I'm going to operate in my faith and not just in present realities. Oh, praise God. Praise the Lord. Because they confess we're strangers and pilgrims on this earth. Listen, this is not your home. This present reality is not where God's called you. He's got so much more for you. He's got a greater anointing and blessing for you. He's got a home in heaven for you. He's got a walk with God for you. This present reality is not the truth. Somebody needs to deny it and say, I'm not part of this earth anymore. I'm not part of this present reality, but I'm walking in my faith, and I'm believing that if God said it, he will do it. I am a child of God even if my sins say otherwise I am anointed of God even if my fear says otherwise I am holy even if my lack of holiness says otherwise because I'm going to deny my present reality and I'm going to operate in my faith could we stand here today hallelujah hallelujah Oh, Jesus. I still have faith in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And I walk in my faith that he died on the cross for me. I walk in the forgiveness of God. I don't walk constantly 
being brought down by the sins of my past. But I walk in the dimension of faith. Even though I can't see the forgiveness of God, I walk in the dimension of faith that believes that God's forgiven me and I do not need to still remain in those thoughts of unforgiveness. I don't know who that was for. I felt that in prayer today. That there's some people you're still walking in the sins of your past. Have faith that in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, he died to wash those sins away. Why don't you just go ahead and walk in faith today and say, I believe God's forgiven me. Walk in your faith today. Because yes, one day, all of this will be over and will be carried up into the heavens. God will come back. And what is the present reality will all be shifted into the reality of faith. But today, I must walk in my faith. Today, I must live in the reality of my faith. I want to encourage somebody today to see in the realm of faith what it is God has for you. Listen, don't make it small. The Bible says he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. You think that your reality of faith is too big or grand for God? The Bible says it's not big enough. <laughs> I'd like to invite you right now to come find a place in this altar where you can call upon God. Perhaps today we need to exercise that imagination and say, Jesus, help me to see the potential of what you want to do through me. Help me to see the potential I have in the Spirit, God. God, I can see it. I can see those souls being saved. I can see my family being set free. 